Welcome to episode number 54 of Fill Me In, a crossword podcast. It's a crossword podcast now? Wasn't it always? I thought it was like a cross-tape salad fork. <laughs> Sorry. Or... Welcome to episode 44, 54 of a cross <laughs> Welcome to episode 44. It's what we did about, you know, 10 weeks ago, and we're we, doing it again. Today on the show, we have viewer mail. We have an, an update with CrossCan. We have an update on the ARC. We have the winner of Peter Gordon's contest. We have Tyler Hinman's going to be on the show with another contest. And we have the ever-popular Thunder Round. But, but before, first! But first! But first, we have breaking news and breaking Okay, we've actually upgraded our sound effect system, and now you're going to do that? Oh, did you find a sound effect for that? Well, maybe. But I guess I don't need one. No, I don't know. Please, I don't need one. No, 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 forget it. If you're going to go, then you do that. Go ahead. It's far less interesting now. <laughs> well, now, now, now I feel I feel self conscious about it. Really? Why is that? Because you've called me out. I've called you out, you Ryan. Have... You're out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but first, I slid in there. But first, but first, but first, break, we have... you can see how how breaking <laughs> this news is. That we just have to talk about it. So, but but second or third, we have breaking news. We have breaking news. It's not really breaking. It's sort of bending news. It, well, it's it's kind of. It's news we forgot to talk about last week. Yeah, it's sort of nudging its way into the episode. Yes. Uh, we have news it's with... It's crowning. It is... <laughs> ew. Ew. No. No, it's... Okay, fine. It's turtle-heading. <laughs> the... Our, our leading story in today's episode <laughs> is <laughs> what has happened <laughs> with Stephen Grant. Nay, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Here is the update. Ryan, please give us the update. I have the software. You do? The so- yes. Oh. The software is installed on my phone, my HTC Touch Pro. Yeah. And I can say unequivocally that it is a total piece of crap. What? No, no, it's actually... What? <laughs> no, it's... Oh my god, Stephen Grant has just teleported himself from Canada to your house and killed you. <laughs> no, it is actually very, very nice. It is. It works very well. I had been using mobile across light. Okay. Which was okay. Uh, but this is very good. The, the the letters are the boxes are very big. It kind of scrolls along with you. You can access the entire archive of the New York Times puzzles. Sounds great. It's Sounds great. terrific. It and works. It, and so it's available on your phone, and it's available from Magmic Games, right. which is what Magmic dot com, I think. Okay. Um, and, and you can sign up for it there. And it's not available for the Palm operating system. At least not the old Palm operating system. <laughs> at least not system. that. Well, at least so I have the Palm Centro, and this is not available for me. I would say I would. I have two suggestions. Okay. Well, not two. They're not really suggestions, but just two things that I was slightly disappointed. All with. right. What are they? Uh, one with the Crosslight Mobile, I could solve anything that's a dot puzz format. Okay. I could just download to my phone, and so I could do non New York Times puzzles. I see. I don't think I can do that with this. And the other thing that I would say is that you can save your game, but you can only load up the software if you have cell phone access, if, you're, if you have reception. 
Oh, so you can't do this on the subway. Well, you have to load the, the crossword puzzle up before you go down into the subway. And can you only have one puzzle in memory at a time? No, you can, you can save... I, I don't know how many you can save. I know you can save at least three, but you might be able to save more. I haven't saved more than three. So if I'm going on the subway, though, I want to take with me a Saturday puzzle, because that'll use up the whole subway ride, you just as have opposed to... to a Monday puzzle, which will take, you know, four or five minutes. Right. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that your 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 software is loaded up before you go down into the subway. At least that, I, That's what I... I say all the time, every, I always say that. Make Motive. sure your crossword software is loaded up before you go down into the subway. I've that's, been saying this for years. That's, that's a good... Uh, it's just sort of... It's a motto. So it's very good software. Thank you, Stephen Grant, nay, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. And you have, at least on my end, uh, the, the, the debt has been paid, the pizza has been eaten, the crossword software has been delivered. Uh, at, on, on my end, the, the debt has not been paid, whereas the pizza has been eaten. Uh, and I will just say privately to Stephen Grimaldi Grant, um, <laughs> your, uh, your self-imposed suggested new nickname has been denied. Yes. That's all. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. It's uh, what we call it. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Today we have a plethora of viewer mail for you. And uh, here we have a viewer mail from Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. Hello, Mike. Hi. Uh, that's me as Mike responding to you. <laughs> now it is me as Brian reading the mail. Podcast number 53 answers. He says, at last, math questions. Number one, what is a solution set? It's a collection of values a variable can have to satisfy a certain condition. For example, if the condition is x is a factor of 12... Then the solution set contains the values 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, and 12. If the condition is X is the host of a weekly crossword podcast, then the solution set contains the values Ryan and Brian. If the condition is X is the host of a weekly crossword <laughs> so podcast lost. who is also a factor of 12... I'm so lost. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do I need to start over No, again? don't start over again. Don't, All right, do not I can explain. I can explain. All right. In last week's episode, uh, the solution said... This was something from a, a mail, I think, from Neville Fogarty. Neville, I believe, proposed this whole notion that the simple definition of squishy meant that it, it had to be wet and soft or something like that. You remember this? I do remember, remember that. remember this? And so then Neville thought the solution set was empty. Because the question is, what is... Wet and soft and not squishy. Right. And Neville proposed a definition of squishy that inherently insisted on it also being wet and or soft. And so therefore, <laughs> what is wet and soft and not squishy? Right. There are no available answers that satisfy that question. It's a null set. It, it, yes, it is a null set. The solution set is empty. And solution set is the collection of all possible answers to this. We have an email here from David Stein. David Stein. Uh, David, uh, we talked to at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. He's a teacher. He has a class. He asked them, would you rather? Yes. Okay. You have to come up with some sort of nickname with, with that. What I just said. Is that not it? <laughs> he has a class. He has a... David Stein. We met him at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. He's a teacher. He has a class. class. And he asked them, would you rather? Okay. So, from David Stein... We talked to him at the AC American Crossword Puzzle <laughs> Tournament. He has a class. He is a math teacher. He asked him, would you rather? Okay, you didn't get it right, but that's all right. He titles his email, his viewer mail, sorry, his viewer mail, Poutine. For your information, the best poutine in Montreal can be found at Le Bonquoise. What? Le Bonquoise. Say it again? La Bonquoise. Oh, my God. They have 25 different types available there. The bacon poutine is particularly helpful. In Quebec City, I like the poutine at Shea Ashton. 
I would send you some next time I go, but it would probably be a little soggy by the time it arrived. David Stein, we met him at the ACPT. We talked to him. He's a math teacher. He has a high school. Okay. He asked him, would you rather? No, no, no. We'll uh, come up with a better name for you, David Stein, since Ryan can't figure out this We one. need to serve you poutine. It's delicious. Thank you, David Stein, for the email. If I'm ever in Montreal, I will go to La Bonhoise. Viewer mail from Vic Gavel. Oh. Uh, uh, he, t- he titles it Viewer Mail for Episode 54. Hi, Ryan and Brian. Hello. In Episode 52, Tyler mentions the Super Bowl Sunday New York Times puzzle in introducing his baseball word game last week, but declines to give even a verbal tip of the hat to the Times puzzle's constructors. What's wrong with this picture? Other than that, the moderators of the show failed to bail him out of this faux pas. There's more. That's us. Oh, that's that's, that's us. We are... is, is full. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed hearing you read Triple Threat Gordon's viewer mail item last week, but in the section where he spoke of listening to all past episodes while walking his dog, I thought that you might say something like, another person told us that he listened to all past shows while walking his dog, that person being cordially Vic Fleming. So we totally forgot to mention Vic the Gavel Fleming. Well, here's the reason we forgot to, is we don't plan ahead for our episodes very well. No. We don't. So and we have short we, memories. We have very short memories. Uh, and so when Tyler told us his baseball thing, obviously I knew the Super Bowl puzzle had happened, but unfortunately I did not recall immediately who had constructed that Super Bowl puzzle, so I was unable to bail Tyler out. And then as far as the, the walking the dog thing, the Peter Gordon walking the dog and the Vic Fleming walking the dog, you know what? I, I didn't remember. So, so we are sorry. I'm very, very sorry. We will Next time we talk about a Super Bowl puzzle, we will be sure to mention you. Yes. In fact, maybe we should just mention you all the time, just on the off chance that it is a reference to you. Yes. What do you think? That's what keep us safe. So you're supposed to feed me poutine on next week's episode because Vic Fleming likes poutine. Right. Okay. Our next viewer mail comes from Todd McKay. Todd McKay. Todd, now, I have a question about Todd McKay. Go for it. We've we've established that his name is not actually Todd McKay. It's Todd McCafferty. It's not that either. It's Todd McClary. Okay. Uh, but we call him Todd McKay. That's not his nickname, though. What is his nickname? Well, that's the thing. is I, I, don't, I don't know that he has a nickname. He has a name that we, we misspeak now intentionally. Right. Is that enough? I don't know. Mike Nothnagel? Mike. <laughs> Is that enough? Please get back to us. Todd McKay titles his email New York Minicon. Hi, Ryan and Brian. Oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't realize this was interactive. <laughs> I wanted to let you know about a puzzle minicon scheduled for Sunday, June 7th at the Pearl Studios in Manhattan. I've been at the Pearl Studios. I have also been at the Pearl I've Studios. I've flubbed a number of, of important auditions at the Pearl Studios. You have? Yes. Oh, well. The minicon is organized by the National Puzzlers, Puzzlers League. I can't say that word either. No. Neither of us can say that word. Puzzlers. 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 League. Fiddler. <laughs> Very good. You Puzzler. Fiddler. Pu- puzzler. Puzzler. It's three syllables. Puzzler. <laughs> League. And consists of an afternoon of large group games. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How, I, I want to know how the adjectives line up here. Are, are the games large? Are the groups large? Well, are they group games for large people? Large group is hyphenated. So games for large groups. Right. I'm groups assuming. that are large play games together. Yes. Okay. I went to last to the last minicon and wanted to come to this one, but issues at my work are making a trip to New York in early July or June, whichever 
Which is it? June. Oh, okay. Impossible. A lot of the New York ACPT regulars come to these mini-cons. Ellen Ripstein, Francis Heaney, Peter Gordon, Triple Threat, Jeffrey Schwartz. So you will see some familiar faces. The cost is something like $10 a person to defray the studio rental. If you're interested in attending, contact Adam Cohen, A-J-C-C-O-H-E-N, at ix.netcom.com. Uh, we will try to attend, although we, we're not sure if we can. Uh, we but, are not sure if we can. But thank you, Todd, for letting us know about it. But that is the New York Puzzle Minicon. 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 Mini-me. <laughs> Our next viewer mail comes to us from Neville Fogarty. It's titled, Squishy Defeated. This title is nearly irrelevant, but you are used to that by now. (laughs) Previously on Fill Me In, a crossword podcast, you read my response to the idea of the hamster in the bathtub proposed by Mike Nothnagel. You will recall that I referred to him as Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, and man about town, which is, of course, not his nickname at all. It is not. What is the penalty for the bastardization of nicknames? I will accept nearly any punishment, but for all of our sakes, I refuse to purchase pizza for anyone because that never ends up well. Have a good one, Neville Fogarty. I was going to say pizza. Yeah, I was going to say pizza too. That's sort of the the automatic go to punishment. Uh, pizza. There should be some. We should set up some sort of punishment, some sort of demerit system. Well, he asks the question: What is the penalty for the bastardization of nicknames? So I will do the natural thing and ask Mike Nothnagel: What is the penalty for the bastardization of nicknames? Uh, Mike, I believe that whatever penalty you impose will be the penalty. I'm going to guess. I know what he's going to say. What's he going to say? Five yards. Five yards. Yes. I bet he's not going to say that now that you have. Really? Yeah. I bet Mike Nothnagel's not much of a football fan. I'm not much of a football fan. Yeah, I'm surprised that you even knew that was football. I didn't. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, at the very least, Neville Fogarty, you have earned yourself a nickname, which is, of course, Squishy Defeated. So thank you, Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. Our next email is from Daniel Rosen, who I think this is uh, uh, his virgin appearance. I believe this is his debut email. When I saw Daniel, I thought it was, obviously, I thought it was going to be Daniel... Fair, winner, winner of the C division, division, winner of the B division. division. But this is Daniel Rosen, not winner of the winner C of division. nothing, as far as we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is he, Daniel, Daniel Rosen, Rosen, loser? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how it happens. Oh. Unfortunately, Daniel, that's how it happens. Oh, There's no way out of it now. That's too bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Daniel. <laughs> so please Dan- write to us again, though. <laughs> Daniel Rosen, loser, um, <laughs> says. I was wondering about the nicknames that you give people. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they really more like titles? Attempt to get on the amazing spreadsheet, Daniel Rosen, loser. Um, (laughs) They, well, I I think they are like titles. They they are they're not really nicknames because like. Well, I guess some of them probably are nicknames, but most of them are titles. I think, like, Vic Fleming's is sort of like a nickname. Vic the Gavel Fleming. See, what are you... You're, like, clapping from, like, a reference six weeks ago, aren't you? That's... You're not participating at all. Maybe that's the reference that we were... That of Vic, that he Yeah, we should just... (laughs) Vic, I'm just covering my bases. It's just from now until forever. Five yards. Um, I think they're titles. I think they're not nicknames, but we call them nicknames because we don't do anything I, right. I think we need to have some sort of a ceremony so, where, like, where we like, actually officially bestow these titles like, on... Like, a, like knighthood. Like knighthood. Like, like knighting We can get a very long pencil and we can... How long? Long enough. Five yards? <laughs> Maybe five yards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, knight people. Okay. I don't know that five yards would really be enough. Like, from here, we could knight, you know, like... 
the cat in the other well, room. Well, I think we'd have to get together. Oh, okay. It could be a ceremony. All right. A rite, if you will. I won't. Fair enough. I don't. Uh, all right, let's get a five-yard pencil and uh, and do this. <laughs> all right. All right. Whoever has a five-yard pencil first gets the first bestowage. <laughs> okay. Our next viewer mail, is it our last viewer mail? This is our last viewer mail. Our last viewer mail comes to us from Amanda, the unparalleled Paralloverse engineer, shining light to us all. Uh, this mail is titled, Viewer Mail, Two of Two. <laughs> <laughs> it, and this is an interesting viewer mail, because we're actually going to be doing this viewer mail in segments. Um, uh, we're going to be playing parts. We're going to be playing parts. I am going to be playing the part of Amanda, the unparalleled Paralloverse engineer, shining light to us all. And I'm going to be playing the part of Brian Simmet, co-host. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, as Amanda, I say, uh, First, while I would never doubt the research department at the Be More Smarter offices, I am thinking of a different Rebus puzzle, not the one you mentioned from the Sunday Times, and strangely enough, not the one that hadn't been published yet. Maybe the answer was cornered the market instead of the present tense? In style and character, Amanda, U-P-V-E-A-S-L-T-U-A. We'll keep looking around. If we can't find it, perhaps it's just that you had an otherworldly vision about a rebus puzzle that you must construct. Perhaps? Brian. I swear there was a rebus puzzle where the four corner squares were... Oh, wait. I just pulled out a file of puzzles I wanted to construct after seeing wordplay, and what do you know? Maybe you're a little bit psychic. Okay, on the subject of improving our sound effects, that... Is not part of it. <laughs> well, I'm just trying. I can see that. <laughs> I, I can definitely see that. <laughs> I get uh, points so, for that, right? So, uh, sh- sure, ten points. Ten yards. You get ten points and ten yards. One one yard per point. So basically, you said she said that she, she was thinking. She, a- she thought she had seen a, a corner rebus once. And we could never find it. And June Pock suggested, well, maybe it was this one. And Jim Horn suggested, well, maybe it was this one. Jim Horn didn't suggest anything. I'm just saying his name. Maybe he'll be on the spreadsheet now. Uh-huh. <laughs> he never is. Uh, I don't know. We got suggestions, and, and I suggested maybe it was one or two of them. And uh, none of these satisfied Amanda, who apparently was thinking of a puzzle she had constructed all along. But, and you knew that. I didn't know that. But you suggested that that might be what it is. I did suggest that might be what it is. I made that up. But you were right. And I was right. Maybe I am a little bit psychic. Maybe you are. That's right. What am I thinking of right now? You wish this was a solo show. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, now, actually, there was a little bit more uh, from Amanda. Yes. And she brings up a very important question, which is, uh, this has nothing to do with the subject we just covered. This is a separate thing. Should we pretend it's a separate email? No, we, could, we don't have uh, to pretend. Viewer mail three of two. <laughs> okay, viewer mail three of two. Uh, do names within nicknames count? Does Doug get a point when Barry is mentioned? All right, now this is about CrossCan's spreadsheet. Yes. And so we'll, we'll probably end up segueing into our, yes, our next segment. Segue. Um, but CrossCan's spreadsheet uh, is, of course, the wonderful database listing everybody who's ever been mentioned on this show and how many times. So the question is, does Doug get a point when Barry is mentioned? Is Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town, versus Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town? Yes. Now, at this point, CrossCan, I've mentioned both of them on purpose. They both get a point for today. Um, but what do you think? Do they? Uh, how, how does this work? I think, think? I think Doug gets a point. 
I'm going to play counterpoint then and say he does not. Why, why do you say that? Well, because I feel like the database is not, uh, is, is not blind to context. I feel like it should not just be the simple existence of a phonated syllable of Doug's name. Uh-huh. It's, it's that we talk about Doug. Right. Uh, for example, um, I don't know, if I spent an episode talking about your brother. Right. But I don't, I'm not actually talking about you. You shouldn't get a point in the show. Your brother would get a point, but you shouldn't. Well, why, how would this scenario come about? When I do the solo show where, <laughs> where I talk about my friend's brothers. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds like a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm already up to episode 71. I've been doing it longer than I've been doing this one. Crosscan has a spreadsheet on that one, too. You're not on it yet. Um, no, I, I just think that the, the points on the spreadsheet should be if you are actually the person being discussed. If the, you know, If we talk solely about Barry and only say Doug's name because it's part of Barry's nickname... I don't think that Doug should get credit for that. All right. Because we're not talking about Doug. I hear what you're saying. I, but I feel that we are talking about Doug in relation to Barry when we mention Barry's name. But what if we talk, what if we spent a whole show talking about, what if Barry C. Silk came out with a book of crossword puzzles? Right. And the entire show is dedicated to an analysis of those puzzles and an interview with Barry. And that was the whole thing. I think Doug should get royalties on that book. Really? Yes. That's interesting. As should we. As should we? Yes. Well, uh, we don't agree on this point, so uh, where do we do? We... Shocking. <laughs> what do we do when we don't agree? Mike Nothenagel, <laughs> what do we do when we don't agree? Uh, that's, that's what we need to know. And after you've answered that question, we'll, I don't know, ask you something else. So that, now, does, she, does, does Amanda have one other point, or is that the last point? Because I want to close up the mailbag before we get into the heavy cross-can stuff. All right, so the final point from Amanda, the unparalleled Paraliverse engineer shining light to us all, is my brother really wants to write in, but I think he needs encouragement. His name is Joshua, <laughs> and he knows a lot about politics. Ask him a question. I'm sure the Noth won't mind. Now, I have to wonder if this email has been misfiled, and I was supposed to read this on my other podcast. <laughs> is that, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think talk, it's a crossover. I'll have to talk to my assistant about that. I think you can do some that. cross I think this belongs on my podcast about my friend's brothers. <laughs> is, uh, all right, all right should... so what are we going to ask Joshua? Um, who, uh, what president came after Hoover? Okay, Joshua, Joshua. Was Hoover a president? I think Hoover was a president. All right. Which... No, was Hoover a president? I don't think he was. He's, he's a dam. And he's a vacuum. Herbert Hoover. Humphrey. Humphrey was a president. Humphrey? Maybe. Mike Nothnagel? <laughs> Mike Nothnagel? Who was a president? Hoover or Humphrey? Wait, wait, not Mike Nothnagel. Amanda's brother, Joshua. Joshua, who was who, a president? Who was a president? Humphrey, Hoover, or Dam? Yes. And and then is there a follow up to who was president after any of those three? Yes. Okay. And, and if, and yes. If any of those people was a president, then who, who came next? Came after. Is this really a valid question? Is this useful? It's politics. Okay. It's politics. Viewer mail. Closing it up. All right. So coming up next, viewer mail's done. We're on to the uh, weekly report by Crosscan, winner yes. of the contest. Uh, Crosscan writes to us and says, hi, guys. Well, this has taken an unexpected turn, hasn't it? I've created a monster. Yes. Now, he lists for us. Uh, he gives us two lists. One is the hot list. And it's the, the, the top eight 
people who have most recent who have who have appeared the most times in the last ten episodes. Yes, episodes forty four through fifty three. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to say their names because if we do, they'll all automatically get another point. Right. So we can't and that, say that their will, names. That will kill this. So we're not going to say their names. Uh, but we will be keeping track of this. In the Be More Smarter I, I, offices. I, I will say somebody who's not on the list. How will that? Not on the hot list? Not on the hot list. Who would you like to say? October Gonzo. Okay, that sounds good. I'm going to mention uh, President Barack Obama. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> he's not on the hot list either. <laughs> uh, and then uh, CrossCan also sends us the, the top active streaks. The top active streaks. The Iron Men. Uh, the I Cal will say Rickens. this, that the... Number one spot on the top active streaks, the person who's been mentioned, there's a person who's been mentioned in the last 17 consecutive episodes. Wow. I think that's pretty impressive. Who We're is not going to say who me, it is. Me, show me the thing. I don't know who it is. Uh, and then there's a three-way tie for oh, second okay. place. Three people have been mentioned in five consecutive episodes. Yes. So those three of you, if you know who you are, uh, start getting mentioned more often. Well, can I just say that we've kept all four of their streaks alive? Have we? So far. I don't know if we kept number one streak alive, did we? Have we said number one's name at all? Oh, maybe we haven't said number one. Oh, interesting. So let's not. Can we go a whole... Let's end his streak right now. Can we go a whole show without mentioning you know who? Let's try. Let's not not mention it. Wow. Um, And that's the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next uh, segment is The Ark. Yes, the arc, and There's by this been... we of course mean the through line of us creating yes. a puzzle. Not... We, we totally forgot to mention it last week. Yeah, we did talk about the arc last but week, but we're 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 attacking it in earnest. But first, we got some distressing <laughs> news. We got very distressing news from like nine people, all wrote us with distressing news. Today's Los Angeles Times crossword puzzle by Dan Nador. Dan Nador, are you listening? Are you a listener of this podcast? And maybe he is. Maybe that's where he got this Speak idea. Speak up. Fifty-five down. Music genre suitable for this puzzle's theme. R and B. R and B. We got snaked. We got uh, rooked. We we, we stole. We got stolen. It's been stolen. Yeah. The theme. All is, the themes were uh, phrases that use the initials R. Rice and, B. and beans. Root beer. Roast brisket. Roast brisket. Thank you. Uh, so that will not be our theme. Yeah. So now we can't do that. Now, as no. I told, as I told Ryan earlier, I thought we should have named this whole site. Brian and Ryan do crosswords, and then we could do a BR theme and uh, Baskin Robbins. Fine. Baskin Robbins. How about B Arthur? Huh? Well, B Arthur. That's a stretch. Think, right? That's a stretch. Okay, it doesn't really work. What we are going to do this week? This is what we've decided to do. We are each going to construct a puzzle, and we are going to discuss the puzzle on next week's show, and we're going to post the puzzle on next week's show, uh, on next week's blog. Corresponding to next week's show, great. And so that's 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 how we are going to attack this now. Terrific. We're, we're either going to be themeless or themed. We're doesn't gonna, matter. Doesn't but matter. I guess so. We're each going to come up with an with our own idea and our own game plan, and then share them with each other. And if either of these proves to be a, a worthy endeavor, then we'll start collaborating on right. revising and editing and whatnot. But what, whatever we do, we will post them, and we'd love you guys to solve them and to give us feedback and whatnot. That sounds good. All right. So that's the arc for this week, and there'll be a lot more news uh, next week. But Dan Nador, if you're a listener, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to know why you stole our theme. Yes, please. Uh, Great. Great. There it is. Our next segment is the winner of Peter Gordon's Puzzle. The winner of Peter Gordon's Peter Gordon Triple Threat. Peter Gordon Triple Threat. He posed us a a puzzle last week. I'm going to read that puzzle, Puzzle and then we're going to talk about the answer, and we're going to figure out who wins. Uh, The puzzle was this. 
the one-word title of what 2007 documentary becomes a one-word classic 1960 film when the first vowel is changed from its short form to its long form? Yes. And we got uh, a number of answers uh, submitted. In yes, fact, we did. Every answer that was submitted was correct. Yes. All the answers we got were correct. Nobody came up with the wrong answer, so that's fantastic. Well, if they did, they didn't share it with us. They didn't. Everybody who shared an answer with us was correct. So should we tell what the answer is? So the correct answer, that 2007 documentary, is Sicko. And the 1960 film film is Psycho. Psycho. Psycho and Sicko. So So that was that, and we got a a long list of people submitting answers. Um, Now, we're not going to read all of the people's names, because that would throw the spreadsheet out the window we, we have constructed a random number generator yes we have, we have, we have constructed the website www.random.org and we uh, are putting people the, the names into the random number generator and we're going to generate the winner of the contest here on the air here on the air live on the air are you ready are you ready i feel i'm ready okay yeah you do feel like you're ready <laughs> all right here we go here i am we go clicking the button the winner the winner is number number three number three who is jeremy horwitz jeremy horwitz congratulations congratulations to jeremy horwitz now jeremy horwitz you have to listen to this episode because now you have to contact us again and tell us how to send you your prize and your prize is, of course, a fine collection of New York Sun crossword puzzles, courtesy of Peter Gordon, Triple Threat. Yes. Now... Oh, and you get a, you get a choice. You get your choice of difficulty level Monday through Friday. Uh, I do want to clarify this. Uh, Peter Gordon contacted us to tell us a number of things. One of them is this. The Day of the Week puzzle books are taken from the New York Sun. We thought maybe they weren't sun puzzles, that they had come from other sources. They are sun puzzles. They're just repackaged. Yes, they've been reallocated, sorted by day of the week. And currently, there are three complete sets of day of the week puzzles. The Easy Monday, Tougher Tuesday, Harder Wednesday, Killer Thursday, Cranium Crushing Friday. And those are very much like other sun collections that are sun crosswords number one through five. Mm -hmm. Just resorted by day of the week. Yes. Then there's uh, a, sort of the same batch, number two, Easy Monday, number two, Tougher Tuesday, number two, and so on. And there's a third batch called Yummy Monday, Tasty Tuesday, Delicious <laughs> Wednesday, Scrumptious Thursday, and Flavorful Friday. Wow. And you should buy them via Barnes & Noble. You should buy them via Barnes & Noble because Barnes & Noble is affiliated with Sterling, which is the publishing company that, what, Peter works for or that handled these books? I think the answer like is that. both. Or both. Yes. Okay. So uh, that. And and I would just like to add from my own personal experience of solving these puzzle books, just technically, uh, they're spiral. Uh, they have a spiral back so you can flip them over, and so it doesn't matter if you're left-handed or right-handed. And the other thing is that the paper they're printed on is great. It's bright paper, and your pencil really shows up well on them. Terrific. That's good to know. It is good to know. These are high-quality books. They are. They really are. And I puzzles. think they all have about 72 puzzles. About. About 72. I think, well, I the one I have has 72, and I think the other ones have about 72. About. You know what? Forget it. <laughs> Forget what? They have a, they have about 70. See, now that makes more sense. About indicates you're rounding off to something. What I are you was. rounding I, off to? The nearest multiple of nine? Maybe I was. All maybe right. I work in base nine. Uh, really? Maybe if I If you do. work in base nine, 72 is not what you think it is. Mike Nothnagel, in base nine, what is 72? <laughs> I know I could figure it out, but you could 
figure it out faster and tell us. Amanda's brother, President Hoover, did he work in Base 9? <laughs> Peter Gordon, Triple Threat, thank you very much. Thank you for sending us the books. Thank you for sending us the puzzle. And we look forward to your next puzzle. Which Absolutely. Will not be today, because today we have Tyler, Lewis, Hinman, the third, insert, kick-ass, nickname, here. So we call him. That's right. what we do. We use the Skype, and... We screwed it up. We did. We actually screwed it up. Uh, we knew going into this that we couldn't call him because we called him earlier, and we screwed up the Skype, and we screwed up the recording. Uh, so, But we got the puzzle. We have the puzzle, uh, but we just don't have Tyler's voice. So if you wouldn't mind pretending that we are the sound of Tyler... All right, so the title of the, of the puzzle that he provided was Summer, a mid-year season and one who adds. Yeah, so the premise here is that the word summer can mean both of these things. Could it's mean the mid-year season, right? It's just the common and noun, and it could be someone who who is a summer who adds. Yes. So uh, Tyler gave us a, a handful of words that worked in the same way. It could describe it was just a word that we knew, and then it could also describe a person who accomplishes a certain task. We're going to provide you with the clue, and you're going to give us the word. So the first one is one of twenty-six and one who rents. One of twenty-six and one who rents. Number, Number two found on the street. And one who removes your entrails. That sounds fun. Number three, a container and a bunny rabbit. Number four, an animal and a mathematician. And the final one is a tool and an overactor. And the answer to that last one is neither Brian nor Ryan. No, although it... We I, mean, are, we are, I mean, we are both of those in the, things. In the context of this game. But in the context of this game, we are neither of those things. Get your answers in before I leave work Friday morning, May 20... I think May 22. May 22. So write to us at rbxblog at gmail.com if you know the answer to the puzzle. And, uh, and let us know what kind of prize you would want. I realize we haven't told you the options, but who knows? Maybe if you happen to pick one that we've got, we'll just nail it. Yes. It'll be perfect. We will have the options next week. And now, Thor with the hammer <laughs> and the booming we have. The Thunder Round! <laughs> Take your later hose and get out of here. Monday, May 11th by Fred Piscop. She's a lady. You're so vain. I'm a believer. He's a rebel. I don't know how that goes. There's no we. Where, 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 who are we? What are we? We are family. The 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates theme song, right? Right? Tuesday, May 12th by Wayne and P.K. King. How would you ask your patriotic uncle to take off his clothes a second time? Display it again, Sam. Wednesday, May 13th by Nancy Kavanaugh. What happened when you, you added water to this puzzle? My paper became soft, wet, and squishy like a hamster in a bathtub. Thursday, May 14th by David J. Kahn. Scrambles is an anagram of anagram. Explain. IHOP. Breakfast. Bacon. Scrambles. Friday, May 15th by... Uh, uh, oh, uh, by... Saturday, May 16th by Tyler Hinman Insert kick-ass nickname here And Byron, Mike Nothnagel knows my middle name, Walden Which one of us is lamer? Me for knowing jazz hands Or you for knowing sideshow Bob Terwilliger? Well, I knew them both So Sunday, May 17th by Oliver Hill What would your perfect job be, Simmet? Uh, 
playing The Sims all day long. And that is the Thunder the Round. The Thunder Thor, the Hammer, and Yodeling. <laughs> oh my God. I broke the buzzer. Oh no. That's the show. That's it. Next, next week. week. Oh wait, next week. Next week, next Tyler's week. Contest. Tyler's Contest. The, the answers to Tyler's Contest. Tyler's Contest answers. Two puzzles from us. And, and, the, and the and 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 the official uh, announcement. Uh, <laughs> it's Crosscan's monster. Ah, it's come to life. The official announcement of Lala Pazula Two, son of Pazula. The actual date that we're going to have it. We're going to announce the date next week. We're not going to host it next week. You understand? We're just going to announce it next week. We're going to host it later. Do you, do you, do you follow that? Do you get that? Do you see wait how that a minute, works? Wait, what? What? Next week we're just going to pick the date and tell people that's all. Brilliant. That's what. That's how it works. Brilliant. We say it next week when we have the contest down the road. Sometime down the road. He's on down the road. He's on down the road. <laughs> 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 